Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Ezelux On Air, a podcast produced by the European School of Economics, Fashion and Luxury Culture Department, with your host, Martino Garavaglia. Okay, uh, so we're here with um, Giada Graziano, uh, and she will uh, introduce herself and her uh, little big project, which is the Glam Observer. Hello, thank you for having me. Yes, so I'm the founder and CEO of Glam Observer. Glam Observer is a fashion career advice platform, podcast, events, and online courses that I launched now five years ago because... I wanted to give the tools to start a career in fashion. I was one of the girls who wanted to start a career in fashion and I had no idea how to start. So I did what I usually still do. I went on Google and I tried to do my research to find out where are the ways to get a job in fashion. I was back then, now I live in Milan, but I was living and I was raised born in the south of Italy, in Calabria. So there are no fashion schools, no fashion companies. So I had no idea of how the fashion industry worked and I knew anyone who worked in fashion. So I didn't have connection. I didn't study fashion. I didn't have experience. I went on Google and then tried to do my research, but I couldn't find anything that was helpful for me. And I couldn't find information on what are the different careers in fashion, except from, of course, the most recognized careers, such as the stylist or the editor, but I knew that I wanted to work more in the management side of the fashion industry. So I ended up taking a master degree in luxury and fashion management because I thought that that was my only option to get a job in fashion. And I realized that I was wrong as soon as I entered the fashion industry. So I already started back then when I was doing my master Glam Observer. It was my personal blog that I started because I wanted to share what I was learning about the fashion industry because I wanted to give, I mean, I wanted to help other girls, especially I was focused on girls and I wanted to help them to feel, I mean, to know what it really means to get a job in fashion. So I keep posting these articles also while I was doing my internships and uh, then I quit my job because I wanted to focus full-time on Glam Observer. I really believed in that project and my aim has always been to make the fashion industry accessible to anyone because I, you know that the fashion industry puts some barriers for those who want to enter it. And so it's like a closed world. You don't know how it works. So I really wanted to make things very clear and very practical because people usually don't really tell you what it really means and what it really takes to get a job in fashion. You think and you believe that you really have to attend a fashion school. Fashion schools are so expensive and these really close opportunities to those who cannot afford the fashion school or those who like me change their ideas and have studied law, have studied literature and they want to get in fashion and they think that they can't. But so I wanted to give them all the tools and break down all these false beliefs about the fashion industry to yeah help them start a career in fashion in a 
positive way because the fashion industry tends to be a little bit competitive. So I wanted to really make it positive and really stress-free. Okay, well, thank you for being here, first of all. Thank you, it's a um, pleasure. As uh, we discussed, there's a few points that we always um, take care um, of in our department. And one of our, of our main pillars about the department is authenticity. And it's, it's one of those themes that is very dear and dear to us. And I believe that you have uh, your own views on how authenticity is important, especially, especially in the fashion industry, which is what you do. Yeah, definitely. And I think, especially today, it's super important to talk about authenticity. And I think being authentic in the fashion industry means really be transparent. Because now customers are really focused on things and, you know, they are more aware of the way the fashion industry works. So it's super important that you're transparent the way you produce, if it is sustainability, and also transparent of the working conditions of people working in fashion, especially in factories. And I would like to suggest a book, which is Fashionopolis, The Price of a Fashion and the Future of Clothes by Dana Thomas, which really talks about the working conditions of those who work in factories in fashion. And I think that now customers want to really I mean, do really cares about these themes, do really cares about sustainability, the working conditions of people. And of course, I could not mention now the theme of diversity. And so, yeah, I think it's like now a bomb has exploded because even though these themes are not new, because it's not the first time that we are talking about sustainability or we are talking about inclusivity and diversity in the fashion industry, I think it's the first time now that we see so many brands that are involved at the same time. And it's like now there is a real movement towards these important teams. So I think if you're a brand, both established or an emerging brand and you want to build your values, I think you have to be as transparent as possible. And because as we have seen now, things do I mean, at the end came up. So we have seen so many brands that in the end, we are not the ones that we thought they were. So I think it's super important from the beginning to be very transparent. And now that you know what's good and what's bad, you can work on them. I mean, you should have to be able to admit your faults. If you think that there is something wrong in your brand and you want to be authentic, just admit and act to make the changes. It's super important to be transparent because now customers, you know, with internet and Instagram, the news run very fast. So, I mean, customers are more conscious and they want to buy from brands who care about the herd, about the working conditions of people, about diversity and these important teams. So I think it's super important being authentic means really being transparent. Yes, and in a way, uh, the way that things have changed, because I remember uh, not even like 10 years ago, 
these themes were always there, you know, diversity and all that. But right now, in this very moment, um, companies are, and it's the first time that's happening, but companies are losing money if they don't uh, act on those themes, right? Uh, and we've seen that before, for example, with Pride Month, for example, in June. First, at the very beginning, nobody was doing that. But now companies, even companies that have nothing to do with those communities, uh, are you know, putting the rainbow flag. Not because they really care about that, but sometimes it's just because you know, it's money and that's where the public is going towards. And I believe that that's what's happening also with uh, the whole controversy about, you know, Black Lives Matters and whatnot. It's going in that direction, uh, which is, you know, sad in a way because to move company, you have to, you know, get them where their wallet is in a way. But also it's, it's a good thing because finally there's a way in which companies can do good, probably. Yeah, I mean, we hope so, because until now, as I said, and also as you said, these are not new themes, and this is not the first time that we are talking about these things. So I think that with everything that has happened, what 2020 has to really teach us is that things have to change now. There is no more time to wait for other episodes of violence or other episodes of things that make us understand that the fashion industry has to slow down and change its system because yeah i mean people are now i mean it's like with these themes on the racist themes i think people now think that enough is enough and there is a point now that the fashion industry has to rush to change everything super fast because I mean, it could have changed things slowly over the time, but it's like we have recognized these themes and all these problems, but in the end, we haven't done anything to make real changes. And so now the problem is that the fashion industry is, I mean, it's really challenging for, for the industry because now they have to change completely the system. And it seems like everything they're doing is wrong is like when everyone was posting the black square and people starting saying that it was just for to save their image that is what not what they really thought about and what they really wanted to change i mean you're posting this black square on instagram but what are you really what are you going to change what are you going to do to really make things happen and to make sure that these things are not going to happen anymore yeah. And we expect, in a way, the fashion community especially, uh, as to be a, an industry uh, that is, you know, progressive in a way. We always expect, uh, like more than other industry, you, you, you can see the fashion industry being one of those, they should be one of their forefront industry, you know, and being the, the, the catalyst of change. And when that doesn't happen, it doesn't sit right. There are other industries that may be a little slower to change. But when that happened in the fashion industry, you have a problem because fashion has always been, you know, innovation and going forward. And when that doesn't happen, it doesn't sit right, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really sad that the fashion industry, I mean, has taken so much time to change, even though, I mean, they, we all knew about the problems related to the fashion industry. And so it's really sad. 
Also because I think the worst thing now is that we are changing our opinion on brands that we maybe admired. And now that we have seen all these episodes and we see that many brands are involved in this really sad things, I mean, you're going to change your opinion on brands. And I think it's really hard then to build again the trust from the customers and that you're really going to admire again the brand. So it's a little bit tricky from this point of view, I think. It is. It is. But I believe that there's also an opportunity there because if you're smart enough to see where everything is going, then technically you are, you should taking action I believe that we'll see a rise and, and, and maybe you'll have a different idea about the future of it but I, 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 I can see that we'll see maybe a rise of uh, some fashion brands that maybe may have done you know those changes that may have put into effect those changes before the other so I'll see that those brands may be elevated and the other you know put down so hopefully we'll see that in the future yeah yeah we hope that now the change is going to be definitive for all the industry and all the brands yeah and speaking about future uh obviously with your uh blog and with your community uh you uh, and and you know and as you discussed in your little presentation at the very beginning um about what the glam observer is uh you obviously have a broad view of everything that's going on and that's kind of your role especially uh, in, within the industry so what do you see how do you see the future of the industry what do you see happening uh, what is your vision for the future yeah I really hope that the fashion industry is going to learn from these things I really hope that the fashion industry is going to be like what it should have already been so inclusive, transparent, genuine, also sharing real people, for example. And yeah, I think the fashion industry, I'm very positive about the industry, to be honest. I know that many things are happening, but this is one of the biggest economy of the world. And there are so many people employed. And I think now, I mean, if all the industry take advantage of this momentum, because now there is this momentum and everyone is really involved in these things. And I think that when there is these, I mean, they're really willing to change now. So I think the change can happen now if they had. And to be honest, I think the fashion industry is going to be better. It's going to be better because now companies care about customers and customers care about how companies operate so if fashion industry the fashion industry is aware of the fact that they have to be more sustainable that the condition of the workers have to be at the best and that there has to be the diversity i mean now that you're aware of these things you just have to make the plans to make things happen and so, yeah, I think I'm very positive and I want to believe that the fashion industry is going to be a better place. Also, talking about, I do touch mostly the careers in fashion with Glam Observer. So um, I really believe that this is going to bring new careers and also the way of working 
in fashion is going to change. It has already changed. Even with just the pandemic, you know, people overnight had to adapt to working from home. And also companies now have experienced these work from home or work remote situations. So I think there's going to be, there are going to be more remote working opportunities in fashion. And I think also it's going to be, I mean, the working world is going to go more towards the freelance jobs. And uh, yeah, I think this is how I see for now the future of the fashion industry. Yes. Um, so before I um, let you go, um, there's always the one last question that I always like to ask uh, my guests uh, because we are in the need at this point of you know hearing good news. Uh, we we are, and it's not just about the pandemic. Even before that, there was, there's always this need of hearing something good and you know being grateful and being you know yeah being grateful of what we have so if there's one thing that you as jada is like okay this is good i am grateful for that what it is what's good yeah so to be honest i'm really a very positive person and i try to see the good in everything and i think this is what helps especially in this kind of situation like the pandemic when you know we all had different plans for 2020 so you just have to find the goods even in this hard situation and you have to think about the things that you still have control of this is what has helped me during the pandemic because i also had other plans for example i had to organize fashion panels in milan london new york i also had my wedding that has been postponed so but you have to focus on the things that you have control. And I think practicing gratitude is something that really helps. And I think you should focus on not the bigger things, because of course we can all say that I'm grateful for my family and grateful for my health. But if you're going to start practicing, practicing gratitude every single day, you have to really focus on the small things that you find every single day in order for, for you to really, because if you wait for the things, for the blessings of, in every single day, you're going to find them. You're going to find them. And I think it's important to focus on the smaller things, such as maybe, I don't know, this morning I woke up and I prepared the best coffee ever, or this morning I applied for five jobs in fashion like it was my goal. Or for example, for me this morning, I got an Instagram tag from a student of one of my online courses and she said that she got, I mean, she published an article with a magazine, a fashion magazine after the course. So I think you should really focus on the things that happen in the day and be grateful for them. You should find gratitude in the small thing. It's, yes, it's really in the small details. It's like not just being 
grateful for the family. Of course, we are all grateful for our family, for our health, but be specific. Like, for example, I'm grateful because this morning I had a call of 30 minutes with my mom. Or yes, like I said, the example of this girl who has tagged me on Instagram or I prepare my favorite lunch. Just be grateful for the small things you have in life. And when you when you're going to start practicing gratitude, you're going to look for these things in your day and you're going to find them. Yes. And it reminds me um, of, a, of, of, a, of a thing I've read uh, quite a few times about happiness being like a, like, a little, like a little blue bird of happiness and you're a boat. And the problem with happiness is if you keep looking for the little bird of happiness, it's never going to come. But if you, you know, steer your boat towards, you know, warm waters and you improve your boat and maybe build a little house for uh, that little bird of happiness, it'll come when you least expect it. Yeah. But, it, it but it will come because you were prepared for it because you built up all this, you know, uh, positive things. And I believe that, you know, practicing this kind of gratitude that you said uh, is exactly the point. Yeah, and I think also in general, positive attracts other positive things. So you have to be positive in order for you to see the results. And you really have to believe in what you do, whether it is getting a job in fashion or starting your brand or working in the industry. If you really, I hear many times people saying that it's impossible for me to get a job in fashion, maybe because I didn't study fashion, I don't have experience. But everything starts from you. It's inside, everything you need is inside you. It's really not the school you attend. It's really not the experience you lack. It's really how willing you are to do the work. And if you work hard and you really keep pushing and be consistent, you will see the results. So yeah, just focus on being positive and things will happen. You've listened to Isilux On Air, a podcast produced by the European School of Economics, Fashion and Luxury Culture Department. Thank you for joining us and see you on our next episode.